It's Tech Talk with Rob Cheng from PCmatic.com on Talk 94.5. Joining us live on the air is Rob Chang from PCmatic.com. Good morning, Rob. Morning, Liz. How hey, are you? Rob, I want to ask you a question. What guitar were you using in the recording of that song? Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what, uh, I, so long ago. So it was just in the studio there, and I just picked it up, because I actually didn't bring a guitar with me. Wow. So I, I can't even tell you what it was. <laughs> So it I think wasn't kind of like a Les Paul, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I thought that was I thought it was a Les Paul. No, no, in the it wasn't. Video. Yeah. So I don't. I actually don't okay. recall. I have to go back and look at the video and then remember what, what <laughs> was that when that aired. It came. Uh, quite a few people asked me a guitar because it's a very unusual looking guitar. All right, I'm gonna look, um, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Well, Rob, thank you for joining us. And you said I want to talk about botnets, and I was like, what the heck is that? I mean, we've heard right. of bots, okay. but I don't know what a botnet is. Okay, so and a botnet, so they're, they're you know, bot like a robot, but another uh, name for it is called a bot. And a bot is a piece of software that can run on anything, any device that's on the internet. So that includes your computer, that can uh, include your phone. It also can include uh, Alexa. It can include uh, your thermostat. Everything that is a smart device. Um, can become a bot. And what the software does is it just sits there and does nothing. So you really don't it, you really don't even know that's running until it's always checking back to the central command. And the central command at times will say, all right, everybody attack this one 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 website or this one location. So like everybody attack and this has happened and everybody attack Microsoft. That's happened. And with, with, when you do that, and you have so many of these bots, and I'm talking about millions, it shuts that place down. And, and once once it happens, there's nothing you can do about wow. it. Because what is so if it was just like one computer or one you know uh, garage door opener hitting Microsoft, they they would not notice. Even if it was a big attack, they could say just stop that one place from attacking us. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's so distributed, and there's millions of points that are hitting at it all at the same time. There's no way to stop it. And this is growing really, really quickly, and so that—that's—I mean, they're—they're—they're they're, they're doubling in power every single year. Is and, that um, like, is AI involved in that? No, this is not AI. This is actually a very brute force. This has been around for decades. But the thing that's scaring me, and what I want mm. to talk about a little okay. bit, is that is growing in power. So that means that they, they these. Because there's a centralized command. So there's one organization. We don't know who they are. Actually, I can talk more about that in a second. We do have some, we can speculate. But they, they, they are able to control all these millions of things and direct them to do something that, that is harmful. Mm-hmm. Right? And, it's, and it's growing in power. And uh, it, part of it, if you go back in time, you know, bots have been around for a long time. So it's not like a new technology. This has been going around. The, the reason is because it's growing in power. But Going back 20 years, a lot of the spam, so there's two things that, that a, a bot can do, and uh, bot networks can do. Number one is spam. So we go back 20 years, and that was really the origin of spam. And, th- and this 
Uh, and that was all being controlled out of Russia. And that, that is very well known is that the spam networks, mm-hmm. which, and we don't know now, but that, that, that's one reason the bots are you know, doing it. But the more important one is just, just be able to focus it. I mean, as they keep on doubling in power every single year, yeah. I mean, they could shut down anything. I mean, so what can we like, like the federal what can government. we do? So that that's what so that's something that I think I talked about last time. The scary part is because what I've learned is that you know there's what we call Internet of Things. There's all these new devices on the network, you know, including your television and your Alexa and all these things, and not none of them, you know, there there's there's ways to stop it if you're on your computer. But the the scary part is all of your uh, Internet of Things, you know. And now you have smart light bulbs. All this stuff is on the network. And what a light bulb is, let's use that as an example, it's a little mini computer. It can, so the, the network can see it. It can communicate over the network. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously the main thing you wanted to do is just turn off and on uh, your, your lights, you know, probably using your phone or something. Um, but it, it also could be um, transformed into a bot. And, and right now, actually right now on the Internet, one half of things uh, all on the internet are these internet of things and not one of them have any security software on them at all. Wow. And so what and so damage that's what we're wrestling, but not, What damage could that cause though if this light bulb I mean what's it I mean what damage could happen if it's controlled so because by you bot? have no security software so actually well a light yeah. bulb is you know a light bulb can't really I mean well I guess it could make if somebody infiltrates uh, the light bulb, then they can stop it from working, right? And so also, if you want to turn on a light um, and they uh, infiltrated your light bulb, they could stop from working. So that's not a really good example. So there's three things that um, if, if they can compromise it, okay. um, they can do. And let's let's use um actually let's use a actually this happened. Uh, let's, let's use a cable modem. <clears throat> okay, so the first thing they can do is that they would be able to disable the cable modem. Right, and so therefore, you would not be able to do uh, have the uh, the internet, and more importantly, they could do that to multiple cable modems all at the same time. So they could shut down a whole area, let's mm-hmm. say, uh, all the internet because the cable modem has no security software. So that's one example. The other one, and this is, goes back to Guam, right? How they well, all the stuff they found surveillance software on actually, and this is important every single cable modem in the country across seven or eight different brands. So it's not just one cable modem. They're all insecure. And they were all running surveillance software by China, they say. Right? So that's the second thing. Is not Without them knowing it, that they can go and see the, uh, you know, they can start surveilling the network. And that's a danger. And they can start stealing data off the network and all that. And then the third thing that, that can happen are these bots. And for me, the scariest one is the bots, because you have this one central figure that's commanding all the bots in the world. Imagine then that they have, I don't know, not millions, now now tens of millions or hundreds of millions of these things, and that's an extremely powerful force. Mm-hmm. And you can go and shut down almost anything. And so that, that, that actually, I, I talked to the Department of Homeland Security about it. I'm going to advise the Undersecretary of, the, uh, of DHS about this threat. I mean, th- this is a threat not just to the country. This is a threat to humanity, I think. I mean, it is really kind of scary that uh, there's no security software on any, any of these things. Well, what's scary for me is that you have to educate them on this in the fe- in the way that they don't know about it already. Like, how is that 
do they not know about it? Are they scratching their heads, looking at you and saying, can you explain this to I'll me? Be, I, I guess just, they don't know about it. I mean, I'm, I'm wow. I, this, this briefing, I'm, I'm coming back, you know, on uh, what Sunday and uh, two weeks after that, I'm in D.C. briefing people. That's unbelievable. So they don't, they don't know about <laughs> they it. Don't I, know actually, about and they're saying, but but actually, the good thing is here, right? Is that that um is that when I tell people about, it, they say, okay, well, we got to do something now, and then then, then you know I'm going to be up there, and I will. So then now they will know about it, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really important. Okay, so then, all right. So what can they do about it? I mean, is it something that has to be done from their level or like? So what, what I, do we do? I, I, I so, so one, okay. So, th- th- so I did not know about it. You know, most of my focus is actually protecting Windows and and Mac OS, you mm-hmm. know, and servers and that kind of thing. But, but, so the good news here, and why I'm uh, very excited about it, is that we can PCmatic can go and write um, some software to go and put it on every cable modem and every light bulb and every mm. thermostat and everything. So that, so that, so we're working on that. I was actually thinking that it might be good to write a law that says that everything that's on the internet should have some security software. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so it's, so it's just not wide open like this. Yeah. You know, the the problem right now with security, here, here's what happened, is that there, there wasn't a lot of security software even on Windows computers going back, you know, 20 years. And But as, as time went on, and particularly the smartphones and everything, we just got so, um, what I want to say, so addicted, so uh, it was also convenient for everybody in every city and every county is using all these technologies, but, and they didn't worry about security. Hmm. And so it never still, so today hasn't got in right. Well, at least this one, there's nothing there, so we can try to get it in right, so it'll always be working. I mean, it, right now, sense. you know, you know, right now, the, even right, all the money that's being spent, you know, trying to protect, you know, servers and Windows computers and everything, it's it's still not working, and that's why we see it all in the news. And that's because the foundation would never got in there right. We have the opportunity this time because there's no no one in there yet to go and put in a foundation. So know, I'm very optimistic that we can get it working right. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you know on the other side, uh, it's not working right. I wanted to ask you, Rob, and we're speaking with Rob Chang of PCmatic.com. Um, I got another letter from another entity that deals with my personal information as part of the business I do with them, saying that they were compromised by the Move It um, hack, okay? And they're offering me some other different kind of, um, I guess, um, whatchamacallit, um, monitoring software, uh, a monitoring uh, s- service there. So there is, it's a, credit a different monitoring. credit monitoring that I never even heard of. Right. I mean, I this one I never heard of. And so I'm thinking, what happens to a company like Move It? What ends up happening? Do they go bankrupt? Do they can they survive this? Uh, do they fix it? Oh, actually, it? Uh, what they're actually in, in in our country. I mean, there is really no ramification on Move It at all. Um, wow. So I, I anticipate that nothing will happen to Move It. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine what 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 bad would happen to Move It. I mean, I, you know, if you if Move It had a competitor, and then I mean, they could try to go and and say, hey, listen, their their software is not secure. But I don't think anyone's doing that. So I think Move It's fine. I I don't think there will be any ramification, Liz. See, That's this, is, this is a problem that really, really drives me crazy. So it was uh, my pension fund and my annuity, 
company. I mean, these are companies that have like all pertinent information about you. How is it that they're allowed to operate without any security or enough security to protect? Like that should definitely be, that should, I mean, that should be a law. Or at least they should be held liable. Like I should be able to sue them for not doing what they should be doing you sued them, then you would have to show damages, and it's unclear what your damages are. No, but if I were, I think if all, I were all hacked. society suffers when these happens, right? But yeah. as far as your personal damage, it, but here, so this goes back to the law that I'm writing with Russell Fry, mm-hmm. because it's, it's about vulnerabilities and saying, so the, the, this one in particular, and I've done the last, like, I don't have, you know, my PowerPoint here, but you know the the way that it, this thing was handled was very uh, handled very poorly mm-hmm. because uh, the, the the makers of it they they are only responsible for building the patch and then as as it ends up you know as far as informing the customers um, that they they have a problem that that's not on them and then as far as making sure the patch gets deployed that's not on them so everything's on the customer side right now the customer's supposed to know Oh my God, this this is vulnerable. Oh my God, my data is gone. I mean, but it's not really up to move it to do that. So what I'm what the bill's trying to do is saying, listen, you need to go and inform your customers before it even goes public, right? That part of this mm-hmm. issue is that so it, is that uh, it goes public, right? There's a vulnerability and move it, and then the first people to act on it are not their customers, but the bad guys, right? Right, and so, and in this case, it was really, really pretty stunning. I mean, this happened on May 31st. That was the first uh, anybody knew about it, and then the uh, bad guys were attacking the, those customers on June 5th. Mm-hmm. I mean, so in, in six days, it was happening, and part of that was because the government got involved and said, "Hey, there's a uh, there's a big vulnerability and move it." Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the people who responded to that the quickest were the bad guys, and they they attacked yeah, long before right. we could get a patch out. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, that's what so I'm saying. So this would be so kind of a quiet process, right? It should be, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, your, your uh, annuity fund. Uh, so uh, it was Progress Software should have contacted the, the annuity fund and say very quietly, you know, mm-hmm. we have a vulnerability right now, and we're working on a patch. Or they could just wait until there is a patch. It doesn't matter. It's like, all right, well, here's a patch. We want to install this. You know, let me know when it's done. I mean, something like that. And then nobody knows that there was ever a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then there is no announcement that goes out to the entire world that, you know, Move It Software is vulnerable. They, they should do this quietly. Well, I, I, I looked, than I looked up there. Broadcasting it to, to everybody, right? I, I looked up their notes and, um, and you, you had said that they were attacked on May 31st, 2023, or something in May. June, 20- I think it's June 5th. No, they they found the vulnerability on May 31st. Right. And but, then the first attack happened on June 5th. Okay, but they say that they fixed issues on May 31st. This is what they're saying in, as a company. Um, we addressed vulnerability that may allow an attacker to gain unauthorized access to the Move It Transfer database. And so they did something in, and then a couple of times more after that, um, they put in some more fixes, but... I mean, the damage is already done to like sixty million people. I mean, I mean that's crazy. Well, see, so the thing is, is that the first infection had happened on June fifth, right? Here, here's what happened. So on May thirty first, they found it. On May thirty first, uh, the federal government put an alert to the entire world, which I don't think they should have done that, saying, "Hey, there, there's this big uh, vulnerability and move it." 
right? And, and at that point in time, the past did not exist. So then I'm thinking, why did the federal government do that? I mean, what do they want, even if you were, you know, um, your, your annuity fund, for example, even if they were, there was nothing they could do. Right. right. So why would they go? And so what the, but that government did that. So I think that was kind of like the signal for the bad guys. Hey, hey it's let's up get to on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So so again, the way it should work, I believe, is that move it. You know, the make uh, the the progress in the, the company that makes it, they should contact their customers mm-hmm. and say, hey, look, install yeah. this, and then nobody knows but them and their customers. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this big public thing. It, and then afterwards, if, if, still, if still bad things are happening, then the government can get involved. But the government is getting involved way too early, not giving the uh, the company uh, a chance, really, to mm-hmm. even resolve the issue. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. You know, so that's the law we're trying to write. Or yeah. me, uh, me and Russell are trying to write that law and say, listen, let's try to do this in a different way. I mean, and, and I do think, it, it, for example, I actually told this to Russell. I said, if we wrote this law, things like this would never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds tempting to me. I'd be all over it if right. I were him. So, well, thanks for doing that, Rob. And um, we're looking forward to seeing uh, the future of that. Is there any questions for Rob? Well, there was one question, and then I have an answer for you on your mystery guitar, by the way. I don't know if this is your department, but is there anything that you're aware of that can protect your body from 5G radio waves? Actually, so for some reason, I heard a little bit, can protect your what from 5G radio waves? Your body. Your body? Yeah. Okay. Your body. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I thought about you. that. <laughs> and I mean, everything is about ways, right? I mean, your, your Wi-Fi, your cell phone, right. everything. So there's all these ways just running around the entire world now. So mm. I, I have no idea what the health ramifications are of that, <laughs> but I do. I have thought about it. I think we are doomed. Yeah. We're around a lot of waves around here ourselves. Yeah. So. All right. So I studied your video long and hard while you were talking with Liz on the important matters while I was stuck in <laughs> guitar world. Uh, it looks like you have a CBS era Strat. It's a Stratocaster. It's a Fender guitar. I kind of remember that, but yeah. it was kind of well, uh, stressed looking, right? Like I had been, yes. like it was a really old looking guitar. It's it was, hard for me I to got tell. A lot of comments on it. Right. It's hard for me to tell if it's an actual authentic CBS era Strat, you know, which would be late <laughs> 60s, 70s. It has the larger headstock, not the smaller one. I couldn't see any of that, but it looks, it's either one that's made to look like it's retro or it really is retro. But either way. No, I actually, it was, it was, it was a very nice uh, studio that you can see the studio I was at. So, I mean, I think that, that, that'd be yeah. a real thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a real one. <laughs> well, they had a lot of guitars there. Well, then you had something pretty cool in your hands. <laughs> very cool. Rob Chang, thank you so much. You can go to PCmatic.com to protect yourself. Thank you so much.